So, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thank you for zooming into my YouTube channel. Uh, this is my first interview on the Plovcast, and uh, I'm going to interview the one and only Hungarian Anna Shipos. She came all the way from Hungary to Plovdiv, and uh, of course, uh, we, at least I am very curious about her, and I hope you are too. Uh, so, Anna, just let's start off this interview with just some basics. Who are you and what are you doing at the moment in Bulgaria? Uh, at the moment, we are having a situation that we are doing this interview from home, both mm -hmm. of us. And why, why is that exactly? I mean, I Very think most short. of the people will know, but... Because of the third lockdown in Plovdiv. Mm -hmm. Um... So thank you for having me and uh, I'm My from pleasure. Hungary, as you said, and it has been exactly two years that I moved to Plovdiv and it happened because, because of a very good reason, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is my boyfriend who is Bulgarian mm -hmm. and also so it was more about this decision for me that mm -hmm. somehow yeah. I wanted to spend more time with him. And uh, actually back in that time he was living in Sofia and I was living in Budapest. And uh, once we came to Plovdiv when we were traveling around the country uh -huh. and I really liked it. And... Uh, what did he you like so much about? What did you like so much about Plovdiv? I mean, was it like love on first sight, or was it like a gradual thing? Or it, I wouldn't say it was a love at first sight, but I, I had a feeling that it's a very nice place. We were walking around in this old town, and we went to some cafes, and we had a nice day here. And of course, back then I had no idea that I will ever move here. Uh -huh. But yeah. uh, I then when we that. came yes. to this, <laughs> <laughs> yes, when we came to this decision that uh, we moved together, and uh, we also came to the decision that the country will be Bulgaria, then somehow it was clear for for us that then if this happens, we come to Plovdiv. So he also left his previous apartment, and I left the whole country, and. Mm -hmm. I Good, good. It's a nice story. Just uh, what are you doing at the moment? I mean, what is your function? I mean, uh, what are you doing in Bulgaria? Not like right now, but like in a broader sense. What are you doing in Bulgaria? Uh, so before, for eight, ten years, I was, I, I'm still, I still wish to work as a trainer. And mm -hmm. I was uh, doing eight, ten days long international training programs for international mm -hmm. groups and this included a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. What kind of trainings? Um, training courses for mostly for young people which means in Europe it's mm -hmm. over 18 so mm -hmm. a lot of people considered as young people mm -hmm. and these are uh, non-formal educational programs 30 people come together and we are doing all kinds of situations and we call them processes. And then we reflect on what is it, mm -hmm. what happened, what did you learn? And uh, we have training courses about personal development, 
communication, coaching, and many other topics. Media. Ah, that's very interesting. And 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 how um how do you make money out of that, or or like how does it provides you with with money? Let's say like that. Like, do you have sponsors, or is there a Bulgarian government, or is it AU? Or, or like, I'm I'm very curious about how does that work. Yes, these training courses we mostly do 90% of them from European grants. So mm. we are applying to to realize these courses, and usually there is funding for for the accommodation, so the participants don't have to pay for it. Accommodation, food, and also travel. So for them, it's very cheap mm-hmm. to to take part in this kind of courses, and uh, also there is a budget for the trainers or mm-hmm. whoever else is involved. Sometimes yeah. we also have project coordinator, and we can provide some salary mm-hmm. for the time of the project yeah. only. Interesting. Uh, so I have been doing this until a year ago mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, when the whole covid situation started mm-hmm. and also yeah. this changed a lot my lifestyle because from one day to another i stopped doing this because it includes a lot of traveling yes and uh, then for a couple of months i was resting and mm-hmm. the last year in may june we took a cafe mm-hmm. and we are running a cafe here in Plovdiv. We were renovating it in the summer and we opened in September and since then we are open whenever it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, there seems to be a bit of a yo-yo policy going on, right? They open and then we close and we open and close and how does that affect your uh, idea about the future of your your? Uh, First of all, the trainings and also the the the, the, the cafe because I think the the, the whole um, policies according um, that have to do with COVID they are really have a lot of implications on both of the the areas that you 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 work in. Let's say it like that. Yes, um, with the with the training courses in the first part of this uh, one year since we have we have lockdowns. Um, somehow I accepted because mm-hmm. actually one year ago when this whole thing started, I was in the Czech Republic and I was a trainer in a training course and we had to stop the training in the middle of it. Uh-huh. And it was a very stressful moment and somehow this um, experience made it clear for me that I don't want to work with groups if there is this fear of what is going to happen. Can I go home? Is anybody, is it safe? So I I don't want that people are focusing on this when they come to a training program. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a while, uh, also for me, it was good to to stop because in 2019 it was very crowded with uh, trainings and work mm-hmm. but then i had dreams about it all kinds of situations that are happening in the training <laughs> and in the in the last uh, two months i i can clearly say that i miss all this and uh, now even what was approved for the last year they are postponed and mm-hmm. we are 
waiting for realizing them. So yes, it's very much effective. And at some point we have to decide that, okay, we do the trainings. Mm -hmm. The cafe was an absolutely crazy thing. Probably yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was a very interesting decision. Let's say it like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, it's very courageous. It's very courageous that you did it. That you said, "Okay, what happens happens," and I have an idea, and I'll just go through with it. And yeah. I think it's very commendable. Um, for me, I would like to go back to the training. You say that you miss it and that you miss a lot. But what is the, the what do you really miss about it? What is it your your drive in this 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 training? So it's like like oh, I wish this is the reason that if if somebody told you like tomorrow there's going to be a training and let's say that Corona that there's an island where there are no Corona measures and you you can start your training, what would be your reason to immediately go? Which is like your drive to say like yes, I I like to do this so much. Uh... Personally, for me, because yeah, these trainings are in a way or another helping people, and this is my main drive. And mm. what I like, I really believe that this we cannot have the same result online mm -hmm. than what is happening with a group of people for eight, 10 days, if they are living and working and playing and doing a lot of things together. Mm -hmm. Because for me, this was always the most, uh, this is what I like the most about this, to simply be there, facilitate. But I like to observe how different people are and what kind of different things they bring mm -hmm. and how they, how differently they can react on things and then also this is very personal but when it's in, happening in a group setting mm -hmm. it's also interesting to observe anytime it's every time it's a different combination and it's simply very interesting for me without judging it that it's like this or that mm -hmm. just to observe how I find it nice how different we are and we can do the, exactly the same training and it will never be the same because they are different people. Uh, what would be, uh, if you could say like, um, uh, after this training, what would be a typical result? What would be the res or, or results? I'm losing either singular or plural. What could be results of those trainings? Like for example, I, I have not been to a training and then afterwards, what could you say like, what is the dip, what, what difference does it make to, the, to those people that you have in those trainings? it would be a very big generalization to say because every people as I said they are very different and they come with different questions or problems and then what they make out of it is also very very personal mm -hmm. I can say for myself that when I I did it as a participant for the first time for me there was a huge boost to to actually do the things that i was postponing before or i was making excuses not to do or for any reasons mm -hmm. so I, more, I more, self, I more self confidence could you say that that after this you got more self confidence for me it was like that mm -hmm. but then there are people who want to be more calm or 
they want many many different things uh-huh. yeah, everybody has a new has their own thing to learn uh, so basically you help people and especially young people to basically can i say that, that they more have a more idea about who they are and about what they want from life or is that a too philosophical conclusion it is <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, this this uh, personal development training that i was mentioning there the one of the goals of the training as i see is to sim- simply it's not so simple to question mm-hmm. your thinking mm-hmm. because many times we handle a lot of things that they are like that because they were like that until yeah now. or our parents told us or our friends be like uh, yeah like we how should i say it like we don't uh, like to be critical on your own thought process let's say like that yes and uh, also the language how you speak to yourself the things that you think about other people and other things and experiences and Many times already this step to simply question my thoughts is is a huge thing to realize. And mm. then we in the training we are dealing with, okay, if I have these concepts, that's why I'm reacting in similar situations every time the same way. So now that I know, what if I would be able to change my reactions or mm-hmm. my actions after given things so this might be something that i hope most of the participants achieve and then they Mm -hmm. what they do with it it's also up to them yeah yeah i mean it's personal development anyway it's not uh you are not you cannot even you're not going to give them a test at the end or something like that (laughs) No. (laughs) no that would be quite ridiculous um, I would like to get back to you a little bit to uh, the moment uh, that be- just before you were going to Bulgaria, let's say you have never been in Bulgaria, the, the, the moment that the first time you went to Bulgaria, it, whether it was to see your boyfriend or to live there, uh, um, but just what was your expectation of Bulgaria and how was that expectation real? Let's say like these two questions. Actually, the first time when I was here, it was also a kind of training course, but only mm-hmm. four days. Mm-hmm. And I was, it was many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I had any expectations about the country. I remember this main road in Sofia where we took the bus. And I remember that I was thinking that it doesn't look very nice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go around the city or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the next time when I came, it was already to visit my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And we were in Sofia. And and I the main word that comes to me that I saw it as a very hipster, that there are these old style buildings in the center and little bars and... I, I liked it somehow in a different way. Mm-hmm. But was it different than what you expected in the beginning? So this is like what I was like curious about that if you had a, like a, like for example, I had real an idea about how Bulgaria is, even though I have not been there before. 
So, and then I found out that it's completely different. I thought that Bulgaria basically looks like, like Lulin. This is a suburb of, of, uh, of uh, for the people who don't know, this is a suburb of, uh, of Sofia, which is like only concrete, uh, like rows of concrete blocks, basically. And I thought that this is how Bulgaria looks like, you know. Uh, and then I found out that it was that it is there, but there's also these old buildings and there's a lot of nature and mountains. And so it's much more than that. So how was that for you? Uh, I don't remember something like that, that it was too shocking. Mm -hmm. I saw it as, a, I don't know, Budapest 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. mm, and of course it's different because when I came first time, I went somewhere out of Sofia. I was there for four days. I didn't have anything to do here. Mm -hmm. I came yeah. back to Sofia when I was flying back home. And then to come to see someone who is very important for me and uh, yeah. he's going around and his favorite places and we meet people who are actually living there. So <laughs> they are not foreigners. So you had uh, the red carpet, basically you already had the red carpet coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then it's, it's different. <laughs> true true also my approach was very different for yeah yeah you didn't come to sofia you to to go to sofia you came to sofia to see your boyfriend yeah yes yes and what i remember that i was uh it's a little thing but mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning i was more noticing this stuff that on the pave the pavements were completely broken and these uh, pieces mm. of ties they are moving <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and these little things i i liked it and it's much smaller than budapest and mm -hmm. i like that there are not a big, there is no crowd and mm -hmm. you can breathe <laughs> you're talking still about sofia now or <laughs> yes Okay, <laughs> so what was your most positive surprise in Bulgaria? When you were in Bulgaria and you found something, you were like, wow, this is so, so great that I didn't think about this or you were overwhelmed in positive sense about something that you see or experienced in Bulgaria. Hmm, that's a very good question. It could even be that uh, something dish was very tasty and we're like, wow. Yes, yes, two things are in my mind. Mm -hmm. One is that I also, I was not aware or educated enough about the, the nature that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And that there are a lot of free places, so it's not as regulated to, to go to the nature and stay there. And, and uh, there are very beautiful places mm -hmm. here. And I didn't know that. <laughs> mm -hmm. ah, do you know some names of those places? Like For example, the Rodopi Mountain mm -hmm. is uh, yeah, at the park. And also my first time when I went to the seaside to Sinamoretz. Mm -hmm. And there it was a free beach and uh, two, three horses were running around freely. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that was very nice. And also I, I knew Bulgarians from the trainings before and I remembered one thing that they were always about this yogurt so crazy <laughs> about it. 
<laughs> there were people who said in the beginning of the training that every day I need to eat one box of yogurt, but the Hungarian one was not good enough. Yeah, I didn't and have the lactobacillus bulgaric. I moved here and I understood that this is a very good thing. <laughs> and now I'm also crazy about it. And if I don't eat it for a while, I miss it. And <laughs> so the same with this would you, would you like to introduce the Bulgarian yogurt to Hungary? Like by one of my questions would be, what would you like to introduce? But would it be like, if you could introduce one thing from Bulgaria to Hungary, what would it be? Would it be the yogurt or would it be, it could be anything. It could be a way of thinking. It could be a product. It could be a concept or maybe just some nice nature stuff. I don't know. But if you could take one thing from Bulgaria without stealing it, but to copy it and to bring it to Hungary, what would you bring to Hungary from Bulgaria? Uh, this homemade yogurt, yes. And uh, the white cheese, which is mm -hmm. also very good. Ah, the Sirene. Yes. Um, and what I was also fascinated now that I remember and and I like it and I would bring it home that uh, people are I think mm. or how I observe Bulgarians really like to get together be together and and they don't check the time uh -huh. or maybe it's a plovdiv thing <laughs> but yeah. uh, <laughs> that they sit in the parks and here and there and talk and or sometimes they don't even talk they just spend time together drink a beer or two mm -hmm. it's nice that uh, somehow in Budapest in the past last years that I was there I felt like I'm all the time in this big city rush and even yeah. for meetings with uh, friends it was I was rushing and I had to check when do I go home and if there will be a bus or not. <laughs> Here mm. it, it seems to me that it's easier. Yeah, okay. people are more like the, the company is more, the company of people is more important than the, the rules and uh, how shall I say this? And uh, like you say, the time, you're not like agenda people. They're not much agenda people here. Yeah, well, I'm from Holland, which is uh, no. one of the most agenda countries, I think. Like, when are we going to meet? How about, uh, you know, how about, oh, it's Monday, Monday, Monday in, uh, in, in May. It's, it's March now for the people who see this movie late, see this uh, recording later. <laughs> so, you know, about two months, four o'clock, you know, people in Holland are uh, like scheduling like, like crazy like that. Uh, yeah, I have that. I have that same experience. It also feels more spontaneous. Like people can just go. What's up? Yeah, want to go for a beer? Yeah, let's go for a beer. Not like Monday at whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how did your family react when you told them, like, okay, dear family or your friends, dear family friends? I mean, yeah. Once you break the news that okay, I'm going to move to Bulgaria, how did they react? Uh... Or were there different reactions, maybe? Uh, my parents were supporting mm -hmm. the idea and they actually wanted to come to visit and did they no because of the ah because yeah, yeah of course yeah you're here now for one year in bulgaria or how long are you here i forgot to ask you this question before two years two years ah, okay yeah and out of these two one year i spent still with trainings and traveling but since mm. one year i didn't leave the country mm. like many of us <laughs> uh, 
very relevant. Um, so my parents were very much uh, supporting, or maybe they didn't say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I remember some reactions for, from people, which was very funny at the time, saying that I'm moving to Bulgaria and, and, and they were asking for what? And I said, uh -huh. for love. And they uh -huh. asked, for the country? And I said, no, not for the country, for a person. And ah, <laughs> this I remember, for the country. Ah, well. <laughs> and uh, yes, I don't know about uh, the whole Hungary, but me and, and my friends, I didn't know much about, about Bulgaria before. Mm -hmm. There are some stereotypes, I guess, in the head of the people, but I only heard about the sunny beach. Mm -hmm. ah. Some people <laughs> go for holidays. Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting, sunny beach. I think, especially if you would ask now in Holland, the younger generation knows uh, no sunny beach uh, but when I was young <laughs> uh, we still had this like I think it was Greece was like the most uh, uh, like to, to go for so but I don't know how this changed uh, you know but uh, yeah Bulgaria I think in Holland right now mostly known for sunny beach as well not for the nature or the historical uh, part which is very sad I think um, yeah. so how do you see the future of Bulgaria? How do you see Bulgaria developing as from your perspective? Like, do you see a positive trend or do you see like uh, whatever? Wow. <laughs> you probably have an idea about it. Uh, I see a lot of positive things, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also meet people who who want to do things which is the first step i suppose mm -hmm. things as like projects or what do you mean by by things um, for example with the with the foundation we are organizing cleaning events ah, okay yeah and we go in different parts of the town and we collect the trash mm -hmm. <laughs> literally and it seems to me that people are so there is a person organizing it and also there are people who are interested to join which means that they already realize that there is a lot of trash mm -hmm. uh, and when you ask about how do i see uh, bulgaria developing the first thing that came to my mind that slowly because it seems to me that, and again, can be that it's a plovdiv, ayak attitude to life, but somehow it seems to me that from the idea until the realization, a lot of time is passing. Mm -hmm. And many times there are obstacles like uh, bureaucracy and stuff like that. And it's very slow. Mm -hmm. It seems to me very slow. And then when I tell to Bulgarians that this and that is, is difficult, and now I'm mostly relating to the cafe and arranging administration, for example, they are just like, ah, oh, it's not only for you, also for us, it's very complicated uh -huh. and very yeah. difficult. And yes, yeah, somehow the system is made in a way that things are slow and 
sometimes grinding painful. grinding processes yeah <laughs> you might say that yeah. And uh, this you may say everything. <laughs> this is slowing down the good ideas and the development, in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. and based on this one year observation. Ah, that's good because my next question would be what would you, if there's one thing you would like to change in Bulgaria, what would it be? So, would the answer be the, the slow bureaucracy, or is there something else you would want to change? Um, yes, this is this is one of the things that I would change. And also I would somehow shake the people. Mm -hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe they should do all your trainings. They could all, all those bureaucrats, they should first have your trainings. And maybe that will. But that will, will help them. <laughs> no, but this is, yeah, it's also something that I already got used to. But in the beginning, I remember in Sofia on the bus and, and metro, I was thinking that, oh my God, people seemed to me so sad. Of course, mm -hmm. when you are traveling on the bus, you are not smiling at everybody. No, no, no. Well, well some people do in Holland. Yet, but somehow <laughs> I, I see this... Um, approach to life that some, uh -huh. for some people it doesn't matter and nothing matters and so i hope that somehow this can change mm -hmm. like a more how would you call this what is the word like a more like people who really interact more with each other or like a more people who care much more for each other is that what you mean or yes you care mm -hmm. for everything Mm -hmm. for places for each other for themselves for having uh, willpower to find better ways or better job or mm -hmm. to change something but could you say that you see people as a bit apathic or is that something the word, like word that. too strong something like that yes and I understand or I suppose that it also comes from the fact that simply here life is not as easy mm -hmm. as other places. And this I realize from daily conversations or, or simply you look around and you see that it's not Denmark or, <laughs> mm -hmm. or Sweden. And I, I suppose that when people are worried about money and living and keeping the apartment and giving food to the children, mm -hmm. there is less space for thinking about development. And yeah, it's a bit muscle off, right? But these are my my assumptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting assumption. I sometimes I sometimes see the same things. Like, yeah, you you're like I compare. Bulgaria with Holland, which is maybe a bigger contrast than with Hungary. And and then I also have this idea. But in Holland, people can also be very, but it's more like a distant, it's not an apathic way. It's more like a, I care for myself. And no, people can be I more. Leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we, we, we fill only the agenda with useful people or with people that. So it's it's a different mentality also. Yeah, I see that where like, people can just uh, be very in Holland people are very punctual, for example. 
this has good things also. I mean, here, for example, like for example, today, as you know, <laughs> that there's a washing machine, I, I get a new washing machine and then they'll tell you, yeah, it will arrive today. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So that means I have to sit the whole day watching the doorbell <laughs> and hoping that I will be at home <laughs> at that moment, you know, instead of in Holland, they'll say like, it will be like then, like next week, uh, three o'clock, you know, it's like, and then around three o'clock, it will be there. And, and yeah, that's something that I am used to. So, <laughs> and this also, you know, this also forms opinion about the culture sometimes. Like, can't and these guys... they didn't lie because it arrived, arrived today. It arrived today, yeah. They're busy placing it right now. So, <laughs> so there's no problem. But yeah, I was like, also, I was scheduling this interview and I was like, ah, okay, thank you guys. Could you please tell me when? Yeah, today. <laughs> Thanks very much. Anyhow, if a person from Hungary comes to Bulgaria, uh, what would you advise uh, your fellow Hungarians when they come here? What would you give them as advice? Uh, if they come to look around for a while and, and they have the chance to travel, for sure, I would advise to check different places, mm -hmm. the seaside, the mountains, um, and I would advise to have a local friend or a guide to get around. Mm -hmm. They are not too adventurous. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, I would advise not to plan too much. Why not? Go with the flow. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Because of the things that you mentioned before. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a plan is a plan. Yeah. But there's, it's, it's very interesting how different cultures have a different uh, perspective of time, let's say it like this. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so thank you for this, uh, to making the time for uh, yeah, allowing me to, uh, to ask you these questions and be the first guest in my, uh, in my, uh, in my interviews, in my podcast, as I call it. Um, yeah, if there's anything else you want to say or something, remarks that you want to give to, to, to listeners, then the time is now. Come to Plovdiv. <laughs> Come to Plovdiv for sure, and you will really love it. 6,000 years of history. I mean, you don't find it at many places in Europe, in the world, and especially in Europe, I think. So um, that being said, again, Anna, thank you for your, uh, for your time you. and for your effort and for your flexibility. Thanks a lot, and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.